This is the first podcast I'm recording in four months, more than four months,、uh, because of the coronavirus. We're here in Osaka, Japan, or more specifically, Hirakatashi, Japan,、hmm. where Hachi has a climbing gym called Travis Bouldering Studio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Design Exchange Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Grove, and with me today, my friend Hachi san, who、uh, is the owner and designer of the Travis Bouldering Studio here in Hirakata in Japan. Hi, everybody. Just call me Hachi. I don't know how、uh, wearing a. We're in the middle of Corona pandemic.、Yeah. This is my first episode to record since the pandemic began. So, if you've been seeing me releasing videos、uh, up until now, all those were recorded prior to lockdowns around the world.、Mm. And I made it into from Vietnam to Japan、uh, just, just before things really got shut down. I came here at the beginning of March yeah, and I've been kind of stuck here ever since. <laughs> yeah. Stuck here with Hachi san. Oh,、um, yeah. With the bouldering, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's such a dream, right? <laughs> you keep try,、no, climbing every single day. Yeah. Well, before we get into the topics of climbing and climbing gyms, since I brought up the coronavirus pandemic,、mm. what's your take on, on the state of the, of the world and、um, how Japan is currently? What's the state of Japan? Let me tell you the date. What is the date? It's like July 27th. Yeah, July 27th. 2020. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, Japan, like, I don't know, like two weeks ago, we were, we were totally fine. Then、uh, even Tokyo, we have、uh, like less than 100 infections, right? Then,、uh, like, but like, you know, after the days, like, we are now like 500, 400.、Uh, More than 500 infect- infections and every single day. Like, we're such in the, I don't know, like second corona, I don't know, like pandemic something. So, we're in kind of danger. But、uh, our business won't go,、uh, our business still continues. Right. Whatever it takes. So, the numbers, we're having like a second spike、yeah. after、okay. a relaxation of the lockdowns.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They relaxed. Op- business opened back up.、Yeah. We're seeing an expected rise in cases again. Yeah.、Um, one thing that's interesting is the cases now per day are higher than they were when Japan declared a state of an emergency <laughs>、yeah. and shut everything down. Yeah, right. Yeah. But they don't want to shut things down again.、Uh, It should also be noted that while we're saying Japan's at maybe 500 cases a day,、mm-hmm. at the same time, America's at like 70,000 cases a day. You're right. Yeah, so、uh, it's completely different. Some people think the difference might be because of masks. Yeah. Yeah,、uh, that's you know, our custom, you know. Like, like during the winter, we, we just,、uh, I don't know, like normally we're wearing a mask and then not, true, not to like, spread over, like, like you know, like, well, mouth water. I don't know. Like, the things. Then we are kind of, we have. Such a like, self control things and then discipline. Yeah, discipline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then、uh, we're totally like, fine with wearing masks. But like, compared to,、uh, but you know, like in the US, they, you guys are、uh, you know, really, I don't know, like 
don't like the wearing, the covering up the mouth, right? Kind of things, masks, and then. I, I, yeah, I just said, I just read some article. It says, like, uh, some, some girl, uh, some lady, like, just sued the, like, government. Then, uh, like, not to wear a mask. And then it's, it's just kills, the mask kills, kills us something. You know, uh -huh. like, it's hard to breathe, and then like you try to kill us, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Or, yeah, we we're not gonna say that like that. The government said like, uh, do do what what we do, and then okay, we just uh, like order. Yeah. You know, like Japan, Japanese like to follow the rules. Yeah, follow the rules <laughs> easily. So okay, okay, government says okay, we do what what you do, and then yeah, that's what we do. That's uh, yeah, that might be the reason. Not to spread, you know, like, and so you know, so many infections. For the remainder of this uh, podcast episode, mm -hmm. would you feel comfortable removing your mask? Fine, yeah, just in like in in this situation. Considering that we're outside yeah. and outside, uh, and then I can keep mine on. Yeah, we have social distance. We have some amount of distance. Yeah, some distance. I'm just worried about the sound quality. Oh, okay. Of the, you know, I think the mask okay. might be adding a certain lisp. To the tonality of your voice. Oh, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Too. You're just taking off the mask. You're fine, taking off. <laughs> well, like let's it. see. I want to see. Let, let our audience. They know what I look like. I'll keep mine on, but let's let them see what you look like. Yeah, it's gonna have a beard. Right. Because of the coronavirus, you know, like I'm just. Uh, I forgot to shave the beard. <laughs> Mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Beards aren't that common uh, of a facial style in Japan. Which, yeah, we care. Yeah, always. I like mean, shaving stuff, yeah. You don't see so many Japanese with beards. Yeah, because, uh, you know, the girls love, you know, like neat and clean guys, you know, yeah. with a mustache and a beard. And uh, if you if you wear, you know, like, if we have a like, beard and mustache, don't, we don't look, you know, like, cool. Yeah, like you guys are so cool, you know, like with the beard <laughs> and the masters. Oh, okay, this is totally my opinion, by the way. But uh, like, but we, uh, especially the girls in Japan, love to like, uh, love to look at the guy with uh, like mustache beard, especially for the like European American guys. So cool, but not for Japanese. <laughs> okay, <laughs> some double standard for some reason. <laughs> We are sitting outside your climbing gym, or, I mean, I, you know, I call all bouldering gyms, top rope gyms, sport climbing gyms, lead climbing gyms, I call them all climbing gyms. I don't call them a bouldering studio or a bouldering gym. I don't know if I'm, if I'm out of place doing that or, or what the situation is, but, but we're outside your climbing gym, which is actually a bouldering studio. Mm -hmm. um, how did you decide... I guess I should say, how long have you been climbing for? And how long before you opened a gym had you been climbing? Oh, okay. It, uh, it's been four years. No, all my life, I've been climbing for five and a half years. Then before starting the gym, it's just the uh, first uh, just one year. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, within one year. Then I decided to open the gym. I'm, I'm going to say that it's not usual for someone to start climbing and after one year decide to open a gym. Yeah. I, I, I'm going I'm to go, you know, I've not taken a, 
I've not submitted a survey to climbing gym owners around the world to confirm this. This is just a knee-jerk reaction or a gut-feeling guess here that opening a gym after only one year practicing something is, is, is odd. It's yeah, not it the typical. Yeah, not typical. So like, how, what was your thought process there in terms of taking this hobby and then deciding to make business out of that? Yeah, I know. I'm such a fool, you know. <laughs> yeah, within one, one year to open a gym. Yeah, it's not typical, as you say. Then, um, yeah, I, was, I used to be this, you know, salesman. Yeah, I'm going out to the overseas sometimes. And then, yeah, it was a yeah, fine day. But uh, fortunate, unfortunately, I've ha- I have found out the like, most interesting thing that uh, you know, like going out, you know, going outdoor rock climbing, and that was so blasting in nature. You know, like when I, you know when I sent the problem and you know just uh, stand up on the on the top of the rock, then like you know the you know the scenery out there, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. totally different, and it's uh, like attainment and uh, like feel me felt me so good, and then. That was so speechless. Then, <laughs> just outdoor rock climbing, yeah, made my life change a lot. Then, um, yeah, I went there, like I went the outdoor rock climbing within one, one year. I think, you know, just uh, it was half a year, I think. Yeah, it's uh, one of the staffs in the climbing gym just to in- introduce, uh, invite me, invited me some, yes, some areas, and then, um, yeah, that, that made me a lot of changing, yeah. Then uh, I wanted, yeah, after that, uh, so I wanted the place and time yeah, to train and you know, to be a stronger climber, you know. Then, um, and then uh, I just decided to open a gym. That's the you know, only reason, yeah. So that you could climb more often and become stronger as a climber. Yeah, I try. yeah, I hope to be. I hope to do so. But I uh, just feel like managing, you know, running the gym, it's so difficult. <laughs> it's so difficult you know, to make my own time. Oh. Yeah. But I like just you know, you know, stronger climbers, you know, come, in, you know, come, uh, come here to climb. And then like, we do the session. We call session you know, like uh, some problems. You know, we do the same time uh, together. Then, yeah, we could, you know, we could do, uh, uh, like, climb, you know, keep climbing and, and getting stronger. Yeah, that situation makes me so strong so far. Yeah, th- so after opening the gym, I feel so good. Yeah, I, my decision is okay, yeah, so far. <laughs> I mean, so your decision from a hobby of climbing standpoint, it's worked out in your favor to yeah, the gym. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. You're getting more sessions in than you would uh, uh-huh. otherwise. Mm-hmm. From a, I don't know, is it, comp, is it a sense of competition when the other strong climbers are here and you're trying mm-hmm. the same session mm-hmm. problems? Yeah, let me see. A yeah. sense of one-upmanship or mm-hmm. try to, and, it, and it's motivating. Yes, motivation is, you know, like most important thing. Yeah. Dang. So, are there days that you don't feel like climbing? 
Yeah, we, yeah, just you know, like so, like climbing just makes me so tired, you know, like like entire body. Like this next day, and I when I woke up, um, yeah, everybody you know who climbed every single day feel like same way. That's like a so tired, nothing but tired. Like like in like what? How, how do I say? It? Like inside of body, like being crazy, you know. Like not to like wake me up and uh, like just keep me sleep <laughs> and then lay down. So, but like it just I feel I still feel like that way sometimes. But like in terms of it, like in terms of um, that that things feels me stronger. So I just just cannot stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a kind of crazy crazy thing. So you're saying sometimes you climb so much that you're you don't you feel like you don't have the energy to climb, you're too tired yeah. to climb. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, and uh, in my experience, I have maybe the opposite problem, where if I haven't climbed in a week, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, should I try to make it to the gym today? Yeah, you, you know, there is a a lot of resistance there, mm-hmm. where I'm um, I might take the easy way out and just stay home oh, yeah. you know yeah sometimes yeah i had yeah i was uh, back to a uh, salesman yeah i felt like you know, like so tired you know because of the like working every single day and then and you know like in japan like we love to overwork till late night like 9 10 you know the more than 12 hours working then uh, like in that time so like same way, like oh man, just leave me alone and then just give me a break or something. Yeah. So, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges in terms of operating a climbing gym? Yeah, for me, like finding the place was the hardest for me because in, in Japan, like we have a, like a lower height of the building and then and then room and so it's. You know, it's really hard to uh, like build a bordering wall. So I really wanted my gym near any station because I didn't have any car. So uh, and then back to the businessman, I was really looking for uh, the near the station because we love to overwork tonight, like a nine and ten. So uh, after yeah, I just. Yeah, I really love to the bouldering. Yeah. So uh, it's like it's fine in if it's uh, like just ninety minutes or twelve, uh, like uh, one hour to uh, two hours for bouldering every day. But being fine. being close to a station, you're right. You're thinking behind that was that businessmen who are working late would still be able to get a climb in before mm-hmm. going home mm-hmm. or so that you could stay at the gym late and then still get, catch a train home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah, we have like a late train like uh, after 12, you know, after midnight, right? So uh, we could still catch a train. I mean, there's not many trains after midnight. Oh. What's the last train from this station back to Osaka? Uh, 12. 12? Yeah. Yeah. So if you miss that train, have you ever missed it? No, no, Had no, to no, sleep no. on the <laughs> sleep on the climbing mat. Oh, actually, you know, like yeah. After the opening gym and the managing the gym, yeah, yeah, just I yeah, I I did a lot. 
because <laughs> like talking to talking to the you know, like customers and then oh man like so fun oh man like just check the time oh man yeah just miss miss the train oh yeah yeah I I just uh, had a had a you know like the things like that but like uh, when I was at a customer just only the customers there was no like m- such a mistake right yeah so uh, yeah so fine. you've missed the gym you've missed the train home sometimes yeah sometimes yeah. <laughs> and what have you done in those situations? Yeah, but like, oh, like, like I said, like uh, after running the business, yeah, I just, uh, oh, okay, okay, you you know that, right? Okay, then uh, in that case, just sleep uh, sleep at the gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we have you know, like king size, more than king size mattress, right? Right. Yeah, it's so comfortable. Yeah, that's because comfortable. Oh, by the way, we just clean up. You know, after that, after I'm taking a nap. Okay. okay. <laughs> for coronavirus. Okay. For <laughs> FYI. Okay. So, uh, um, so uh, if I could find any place close to the station, there was not enough high for you know, building the wall for climbing uh, because we're in Japan. So uh, I was so rushed, rushed into the open gym for my own. So, uh, and so I decided to uh, find, find here. Uh, where there's no climbing gym. How did you, know, you actually city. find this location? Oh, I just talked to uh, talk to a friend. Then you know, uh, who is working on the like real real estate. Mm-hmm. Then he just to find find for me. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, not only the man, not, not me. Like open the gym. There's one another guy. There's another guy. You know, working with me. But he's just uh, he's one of the like the bank working at bank, so uh, he he's he got code, <laughs> like he's trying to business like side business, and then he's uh, like oh yes oh I cannot do anymore so uh, oh Hachi just just do it on on your on your own okay okay oh man mm. but like I don't feel I don't feel any uncomfortable so uh, yeah just decided. Yeah, to do it. In terms of a climbing gym, there's two, less maybe even three design mm. aspects mm. to any gym. Mm. There's the overall layout of the space. Mm. You know, when the customers come in, what's the first thing they see? Oh yeah. Where's the reception? Do you have bathrooms, and when where are they located? Mm-hmm. And with the remaining space what types of walls you decide to mm-hmm. construct there. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, like the walls themselves. Mm-hmm. What kind of angle are they at? Um, you know, are they just a straight wall or do they have a, a lot of angle changes? And then finally you have the route designs, which, uh, you know, it depends on the gym, but at, at your gym you are updating them um, every two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of uh, topics to dive in there. Um, let's just start from the first one. So in terms of the overall layout of your space, what was your thinking? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, no, here's we call tenant, tenant, right? The tenant. So the, like... Space and the scenery are already determined, so uh, I cannot, you know, like make it change a lot. And there's uh, lots of like regulations 
didn't like while you're thinking I was thinking those things and then um then like most important thing is secure for climbing. Then, you mean you know, safe. Like, yes, safe. I mean safe. Then um like yeah, as long as I see as I see, you know, other at at the other gyms, there's there was no like crashing into each other. Then uh, sometimes it happened, but like it's just a big issue. So I don't want to like get people any injury right. and uh, any accident. So, so at some gyms you might have uh, a wall here that you're climbing mm -hmm. on and a wall here, mm -hmm. and you could if you fell from here and then that person fell from there, mm -hmm. they could land on top of you. Yes, yeah, crashing into each other. So. But all of the walls at your gym are. There's no opposing wall to mm -hmm. them. It's just the wall, mattress, and then mm -hmm. you know basically nothing. Yeah, and then waiting areas. Yeah, so uh, that would be the most, you know, like a most safe, like mm -hmm. safest uh, design. I guess one of the consequences of that choice is that you have half as much wall space as you might otherwise. Yeah, have. I wish I could do it more. Yeah, but I like it. Then you know, like any no injuries, it would be the best. You know, like then you know, if it if it get happen, if we make it happen, any any accident, that that would be the, just to like, I don't know, like it would be the big issue, and then uh, people would really care about it. Mm. You know, then I uh, like climbing. You know, some you know some people say like, oh, oh, that climbing gym had you know, had an accident, and uh, then people people got like a big injured. Then, uh, then the Japanese are really care caring about that. Is that? I I noticed with your walls, you still have a another meter before the ceiling, but your oh. walls kind of stop short of that. Yeah. Is that because of the support beams that are there or because you don't want the wall any higher than that? I do really want <laughs> like more height, but I like because of the uh, like regulations of the fire oh. fire department. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's uh, like a we call a sprinkler. Right. That's going to shower stuff in, in, in emergency. Then. We cannot make make anything like closer to the sprinklers. Okay. So yeah, that's the regulations. Yeah, I could yeah I could do more if I could like. <laughs> uh, if you were to open a second gym, mm. would you close this first gym or would you just have two gyms? I don't know. It depends. You know, um, Travis and the, no, it's. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I really. Mm, it's hard question. Yeah, it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, yeah, because of the coronavirus, then I thought that I gotta move to a like, a, you know, that big space and then, then uh, far away from the station, cause like, the you know like cost building cost is so much higher here. Yeah. So, yeah, the closer you are to a station, the more expensive the rent yeah. would be, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So uh, I just, uh, you know, 
take off, I mean, take away, you know, this tenant, then uh, move to the other areas. But uh, it's really hard to find out then, like, some place for the bouldering space. And I'm sure Hirakata city has really kind of crowded each other and then the building crowded. And, um, but like, I love this city and the people. And then um, we have 40,000 people, 40, more, more than 40,000 people. In Hirakata? Yeah, here. Yeah, like a third biggest city in Kansai. And then, um, so you got Osaka. Oh, in Osaka, in Osaka city. Then Osaka city, I think Toyonaka, then Hirakata. Okay. The biggest, Osaka is in second. I don't bigger know, than, sure. bigger than Kyoto? No, 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 less than Kyoto, but uh, oh. Kyoto city, by the way. But uh, yeah, like 40,000, that, that's, uh, you know, much of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, then, uh, then, and then Hiroka city is, uh, you know, local you know, countries, a little bit, con- little bit countryside. The family, you know, family living with many people like that. Yeah. So, um. It's so less countryside than the Kintetsu line, though. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, much, much more countryside. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to find the uh, find, you know, climbing gym space. So uh, yeah, let's uh, uh, try to focus on this this area, uh, this store. How, how could I say? How do I say? This, yeah. This, uh, and then uh, there's contract anyway. Right, you know, like right. For uh, like more than six years, I think. Yeah, I got to keep doing that. So uh, it's okay. Like I'm not like a, I like you know you know like Thomas-san like coming here and then you feel you must feel something different from other gyms. It is the smallest gym <laughs> that I go to oh, okay. in Kansai. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but even though it's the smallest gym, it's the one I go to the most often. And. I have to imagine some of that's just a, a matter of convenience mm-hmm. because it's relatively close to where I stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is one gym closer to where I stay, uh, which I choose not to go to very often. Mm. And and the reason for that is I find, I mean, I, I find you to be friendlier. Mm-hmm. And that other gym, they have a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. Like... For children, they're only allowed to climb on the slab mm-hmm. wall, and they're not allowed to climb on any of the overhanging routes at all, unless they can pass like a like a set go queue or yon queue yeah. type level problem. Which is, I mean, I can do that problem, but it's a, but it's it's actually a. a it's not an easy problem that they're they're test problem to see yeah. if you're allowed to climb the other thing. Yeah, that's a usual. Yeah. yeah, and then also they, you know, if you have a if if you're a child, you're not allowed to climb after seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I think maybe maybe at all. Yeah, you're not allowed to climb after seven p.m. So they just have so many rules. Yeah, and I I I don't like rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rule breaker, not a rule follower. Generally speaking, yeah, you could do break the rule in here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as I know, you have very few rules. Yeah, um, few rules. Yeah, and if I didn't have a, a son, I don't think I would care about those child-specific rules at uh-huh. that gym. But I do have a son, and 
you know, I've been frustrated there the few times I've tried to, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the time I brought him there, but it was 6.30. And they're like, well, you only have half an hour because kids can't climb after yeah. 7. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, and and uh, and he gets bored there because he, he's only allowed to climb this one area, mm. which only has a certain number of routes within his ability. Yeah. And if he's anything like me, he probably prefers the overhanging routes anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I prefer the overhanging routes. Yeah, so, he's fun. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, you know, I don't think anyone from that gym will watch this episode, but I still go there from time to time because it's walking distance <laughs> from my house. But, um, but I don't like their strict rules. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Even a big, like, kind of corporate place like Gravity Research has less rules than they have. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like Gravity Research a a lot. Uh, I've got a membership there, but it's pretty far away. I'd have, Mm. you know, it's kind of a, if I already have a plan to go into Osaka, maybe I'll go there. But, um, and especially the Namba location, which is extra big, Mm -hmm. so extra fun, but extra far away. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Um, and but then, sometimes, yeah, just uh, going there and uh, to have fun and then uh, like test yourself, you know. Yeah. yeah. What I like about their Namba location is they have lead climbing, and um, oh, you've done you've yeah, done there? and lead okay. climbing is my favorite type of climbing. Okay, cool. I prefer it over bouldering, um, and I had a friend that that also preferred it. I mean, to some extent, it's what you're used to. Mm-hmm. If you're if you if you've only gone to a gym that has bouldering. Mm-hmm. Then you'll, and then you go to a top rope place or a lead climbing place. You'll feel that bouldering is more fun, and you don't really that other one's not really your thing. And if you're used to the other one, and then you go to a place that's just bouldering, you'd be like, ah, oh, it's just kind of like, you know, it's they're hard in different ways, mm-hmm. right? Like the the top roping and lead climbing generally requires more endurance, yeah, and bouldering generally requires more strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless you're willing to do easier problems and just do a lot of them, but it, you know, I don't, I don't, that doesn't seem to be the way that most people approach it. Yeah. Sometimes like, oh, for me, like I hate the lead climbing because I, I, I can do, you know, like in a higher place more than 3.5 meter, which is, um, you know, Travis height, of, uh-huh. you know, height of the bordering wall. So uh, I just I just hate doing like hide. <laughs> so you're afraid? Are you afraid of heights? Yeah, I am. How about the times that you climbed outdoors and you were so impressed with the beautiful scenery? Yeah, were those just boulder problems or were they higher? Yeah, just doing the you know, boulder problems. But you know, sometimes I gotta climb the like more than three point five meter. Which is uh, man, it's the scariest rock, a scariest, scariest problem for me. Like, uh, yeah, I still remember that that was uh, five meter, six meter, and then the against the wall, uh, against against the rock, uh, which is the same height. Then, uh, like, if I fall, fell down, like I could hit the you know against the wall, against the rock. Man, that's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, that there was only one mattress. <laughs> then, uh, then there was just the Yonkyu problems, which is V zero, I think. V 
V zero V V one. No, I think V one. Yonkyu is hard. Yeah, yeah, Yonkyu is yeah, hard. Yeah, it's probably V three. Yeah, v- <laughs> I think. Then, oh yeah, V three or V two or V three. Yeah. Then uh, yeah, there was uh, three times. Yeah, third times for outdoor rock climbing. Then uh, I I was kind of crazy. I don't know, like I totally forgot. Then like uh, like to uh, to be afraid the height. Just you know when when I did the in the middle of the height, just just look down. Then uh, oh man, I just cannot you know fall down and then climb down. Right. I think so. Just uh, just you know like going like going to keep looking up, then keep climbing up. Yeah, you, there's a lot again. of yeah, uh, a lot of cases when you're climbing outside where you just have to keep going up yeah. because going down is more difficult. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, and yeah, you can be case. kind of uh, stuck halfway up, uh-huh. and uh, there's this really interesting feeling in your yeah, some kind in your of your heart yeah, yeah. or in your pants where you <laughs> you know <laughs> I know where you. You're like, oh, fuck, how did I get into this situation? Yeah. And then you, you know, you either agree to fall yeah. or, you, uh, or you find something inside you that gets you to keep going, uh-huh. to, to keep uh-huh. going and make it to the top. Because uh, a lot of times you can like walk down from the top of something. Uh-huh. Yeah, when I was, uh, you know, at that time, just I blame myself. You know, why did I do this? You know, why did I do climb up? Like this high boulder, yeah. you know. Then after that, I just, I'm never, I decided I'm never, ever doing the high boulder. Oh, really? Yeah, really. But like, no, I'm just... Uh, well, how high is high? Uh, the minimum, um, minimum. Like what's the highest you would be comfortable climbing a boulder outdoors? For me, like 3.5 meter. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a short. That's short. I know, but like, so, but like, I'm, I'm getting used to do it. Yeah, I've been doing for five years. Then little by little, I'm just getting over. <laughs> this but, is this is more comfortable than the last time we tried. This, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Because uh, I don't really, you know, care about the staring. The customers. Yeah, from yeah. The customers. Be fine. In terms of. The pitches, the angles of the various walls in your gym, um, you know, how did you go about, what was your process for designing the actual walls? And then, like, how did you learn how to make them? Because I, I assume you made them yourself, so... You, like, oh, no, I just uh, asked the pros oh. to, yeah, to build the wall. I just, uh, I was just a salesman. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I have no so, such a knowledge. So you asked them to design the walls or to build the walls or I'll what? I just uh, build the wall. Then I designed the uh, angles in yeah on any walls. Then um, you know like at that time at the starting point, then um, I would uh, my GM uh, aiming for the beginners and the middle climbers. So ninety degrees and slabs are best for them. Then um, yeah, try to be stronger. You know. I have to let them climb the like roof walls, but it's so hard to design you know, over there, back there. So uh, 135 is their hardest wall 
are these angles. Then, um, yeah, I think then so far the these five different angles are suitable, the best for uh, you know, beginners and middle climbers. Yeah, and I just uh, <laughs> uh, what I was trying to say is that uh, you know, like, uh, like keep climbing, like keep stronger, like try to be a stronger climber. Yeah, like. Important. The most important thing is that, uh, like, not to, not to avoid the, the angle, you know, like, uh, or the problems that the people don't like. People, you know, forcing yourself to climb problems that are not your style. That is right. Yeah. Like okay. I hate slopers. Oh, yeah, you do? I hate slopers, <laughs> and I don't really like slabs very much either. Oh, yeah, I don't see you, you do slabs a lot. Yeah, um, because it doesn't really play into my particular strengths or, or whatever, but I tend to avoid them. But, mm. you know, in the periods of my uh, life where I have climbed quite regularly and with kind of the goal of leveling up, mm-hmm. of course, those... Um, tricky prob for me. Tricky problems mm-hmm. became less tricky, and you know I was probably challenging them, mm-hmm. and that was part of why I was getting stronger. You don't. You probably don't have a lot of angle changes. Um, those are kind of hard to make when you're actually constructing yeah, actually, a wall. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. Yeah, some gyms has it like a changer arrange arranging systems. Yeah, I could do it, you know, like install, you know, out here, but uh, oh, that's like not. A, that's not. I, I think uh, you misunderstood. What? So you're talking about a wall that you can actually change its angle, mm. right? I'm just saying, right. like within one wall that's mm. static, mm. having you know the transition from one angle to a different angle. Okay. When you're actually building it, okay. can be like pretty hard, actually. Yeah. You know, you end up with these just uh, straight. Right, you're right, straight. Yeah, these triangles that you have to somehow either calculate or you have to just eyeball it and hope I, that it works I, out. I, but yeah, at that time, just you know, like I was you know, just climbing for one year, almost one year. I haven't some enough knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I could now. It's uh, yeah, I I I have some regret to make some more like angles like in in middle or more. Yeah, we could. I could do more, but uh, yeah, but like uh, we have some volumes and um, and then using by using new volume volumes, then we could you know change the problems. Then that would be the not big issue. I helped uh, in the construction, design and construction of a gym in Vietnam mm-hmm. before, and the owner of that gym, he had quite a few angle changes. Um, <laughs> yeah, like. You know all, all the kinds of angle changes you might think of, and he mm-hmm. built everything himself. Mm-hmm. And after the gym had been open for about two years, he tore down several walls and just made them straight. Oh, really? Yeah, because he, he even had walls okay. where, like, let's say the left wall mm-hmm. had, like, let's say you had two supports mm-hmm. for a, for a wall, right? Mm-hmm. He had a lot of cases where the angle of the support on the right is one angle, mm-hmm. and then over on the left, it's a different angle. And then you have this situation where, in a way, the the, the wood connecting those two oh, is kind okay. of warped, yeah. kind of twisted in a way, mm-hmm. because it has to go from here to 
to here, right? Mm -hmm. So that the 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 plywood between there have to actually have this curve to it, right? Oh, okay. And then it made it really hard to attach volumes because the volume need a flat surface. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So he, when he revamped that place, he just made everything like just straight. This section's gonna be this angle, <laughs> like across the whole thing. Um, and he's like, and then so his philosophy went from let's have a lot of variety in the shape of the wall through the wall itself. Uh -huh. It became let's have the wall be simple and then every month we'll change where the big volumes are uh -huh. and that will change up yeah. the variety of the wall. That's so, yeah. But then at the same time, you go to a place like um, Solier, oh, Solier at both their old location uh -huh. and then their new location. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of, like I don't think they have so many volume, but they got a ton of variation within the actual wall mm -hmm. itself. Like mm -hmm. yeah, they have, yeah. Which, uh, again, it's like not really, I don't know what their method for designing that is, but it's it makes it harder to make it, mm. and it limits your ability to put volumes on because if there happens to be an angle change there, you can't put a volume yeah. there anymore. Yeah. But um, they do. They think that they did a pretty good job with that. Mm. I mean, somehow they got away with it. So yeah. So as long as I hear from you and, and they're flat, you know, the wall is not so bad so far. Then uh, actually, uh, you know, by making Making up the problems, it's so easy. You know, it's easy to uh, like put the volume, then uh, like making some new angles, and then people and uh, uh, the climbers feels like new, really new problems. You know, like changing angles, variety of in like a uh, you know like uh, variety of changing the angles is makes make them feel really new. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I think it works very well so far. Yeah, but like a small, like small height, lower height is uh, such a big problem. Yeah, we sometimes some clients have a like, uh, who has a one eighty centimeter. Uh huh. Like, yeah, they could do like make a show card <laughs> sometimes. Right. Yeah, like taking time. Then then I try to not yeah you know, try to not to yeah you know, let them make a show card. Yeah, but like, yeah, some sh sh you know, short climbers are making making their own moves and their holdings, and then you know, like in result, like any problems in here are totally totally fine, you know, for everybody. Then not too short, not too long. Then regular people are, uh, you know. Climbing with fun, then uh, taller guys are uh, like really like stuck in a <laughs> like a small space, and then which makes them train themselves. Then uh, like show people are making new moves, you know, other than the people. So are uh, yeah, that's uh, I think I think that's the uh, like important. I mean the uh, like, uh, yeah, important thing yeah <clears throat> okay so uh climbing gyms generally have these bolt holes and you're able to screw in different size and shape holds into these into these bolts that are embedded in the wall and 
in order to create what's called a climbing problem or a route, you arrange these different holds into some kind of arrangement that in a way becomes a puzzle for the climber to have to solve. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. puzzle you have to think about, and yeah, it's a puzzle good. you also have to challenge with your physicality as well in terms of strength and flexibility and movement. Uh, okay, so at a climbing gym, you have to do route setting w- where you design these problems and you make the decision of which holds to place where on the wall. So what do you... What is your process for route setting? How do you approach that? Yeah, it depends on the route route setter. But for me, like for for my way, um, just uh, think of imagine the customers. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Okay, take off the mask. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Get some clearer sound. Okay. Okay, so uh, when I try to make up new problems, they imagine the my clients, they who are climbing the V two, V three, V four, anything. Then, um, then, then thinking of uh, um, the people who climb at each level, each level. Then you know there was you know, every person. Has a, a what is it weak point? Then uh, oh, okay, that person don't like the, this move, and oh okay, okay, the the client and don't uh, cannot cannot try to no, cannot keep trying this move, that kind of things. So uh, yeah, at that point, so you know, making making problems. Uh, improves people and climb more, stronger. Let me get this straight. When you are thinking about your clientele and designing problems for them, Mm. you intentionally put parts that you know they won't like or you make sure not to have the parts they won't like? Yeah, like, it's hard. It's hard to decide to, like, how how many I could could make up, like, such problems. For example, like, Okay, this month is just focusing on balance, and um, sometimes like uh, techniques with the feet, like uh, holdings, something like that. Then we have uh, two kinds of monthly problems. So one of them is uh, uh, okay feet, uh, feet techniques. The other one is uh, like dyno and jumping stuff, and then. So everybody, everybody are, you know, everybody cannot do any moves, right? So sometimes, like, you know, some of the regulars like to dino every time, but, like, they don't like the sub and the balance, right? So, like, I, for myself, I'm calculating, I don't know, like, I'm analyzing the numbers, I think. I don't know. I just uh, I I do not count at all. But I'm just analyzing. Okay, okay. Eighty or seventy percent love to dino. This kind of dino. Okay, so let's do another dino, and then then like 
collecting the kind of dino problems and then making up the problem, monthly problems. I'll say monthly problems. Well, how much of your route setting is taking a step back before you even start that month and having like a plan of the types of routes you want to make versus how much of it is you have the drill in your hand and the hold in your other hand and you put one on and you're like, okay, what's the next one I should go and just rummage around in your holds and try to think of at that moment, what would be a fun move from here to there? Yeah. Uh, we do, we do session problems like, you know, like just you know, suddenly, okay, people come here and then, okay, so let's do the session. Okay. Using and this all, this all, this all. And then sometimes, you know, like, oh, this move is so fine. You know, this is so fast. You know, I mean, the brand new. Then it could be the monthly problems, you know. Then, uh, as, uh, and then, as you say, sometimes I just, uh, you know, clean my brain, clean my head. Then just uh, focus on, you know, okay, so let's use this volume or this hole. Then, and just uh, try to, like, randomly put on put on the wall. Okay, oh, okay, this is, this could be, uh, this move, and, okay, uh, we could go that way, then uh, try to, like, make problems. How has your route setting changed from when you first started, mm -hmm. uh, what, four years ago, until now? Mm -hmm. Has there been any change into your approach? Oh, yeah, it's big change. It that, uh, like coordination problems, like running, stepping, jumping, kind of stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's a trendy, you know, the trendy move. So I gotta like, install, like, like try to copy the coordination problems. Yeah, that's a big change. One of the big change. Like it's hard to make make up problems, you know. Like just putting the putting the hold is no fun. You know, like just climbing straight up is not fun, you know. So I love to use the like each part. Uh, you mean so just if you had a climbing route that was like a ladder and you just not go like up, the ladder. It's not fun. It's not fun. Right. So fun. So uh you know, like using the using like a feet, heel, toe and and every other like techniques. Then yeah, I try to make a problem with those techniques. Then, yeah, that's a, that's the thing I try to keep keep doing. The other gyms uh, has uh, in like like holding really like grip like grip strongly. Then um, some some gyms love to make a problems like uh, like like jumping and dino stuff. Then mm, our gym is so small. So it's hard to make longer and um, make longer. So uh, like fun point is that uh, like like knowing the new moves, new holdings, new techniques. So uh, focusing on that. So uh, so I'm making monthly problems like twenty problems, right? So uh, like one of them like it's holding like crimpy stuff. Then other problems is using the heel really, really strongly and then can can make a variety of the problems. Yeah, that's a like big difference you know, from the start. I've stated before that you know 
in Japan, not a lot of people really speak English. Even when you study English in a Japanese school, it doesn't really involve a lot of conversation. It's mostly、um, just written, kind of understanding English grammar.、Mm-hmm. It's more of an academic exercise than something actually practical.、Mm-hmm. And a lot of Japanese lack the、uh, confidence to have a conversation in English with a foreigner. Oh, man. I- I, I don't have any confidence. <laughs> so, my question is why is your English as good as it is?、Uh, I'm not sure like, it's good or not, but、um, I used to study abroad、uh, after high school.、Mm-hmm. Then,、um, yeah, you know, like normally in Japan, like going, at, you know, going to high school, just、uh, automatically going to university or college, right?、Uh, in Japan. But、uh, back to、uh, 2004, I, I guess that、uh, year I just graduated high school. Then、um, I was wondering you know, if I could do. No, no. I didn't know my future should be. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't have no idea. I, I, I had no idea for my future. So.、Uh, But at the time, I'd like to、uh, like write,、uh, read English. So, yeah, yeah. So,、uh, just talking to my parents and then,、uh, and then like going to the study abroad. Yeah, I just、uh, decided. Then I'm. So, where did you study abroad? Yeah,、uh, my major was、uh, chemistry first year. Chemistry. Oh, do I look so chemistry guy? <laughs> With a mask on, you do, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Taking off a mask. I'm just not a chemistry guy. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> not with that goatee, you're not. That's、oh. for sure. So,、uh, the first year, I used, yeah, I studied the chemistry, but I, I, don't, I didn't feel like the right way, you know. I didn't feel not correct. I didn't feel correct. I, don't like, I didn't like the, the kind, of, kind of, how do I say it? Like ex, ex, ter, exterminant? No. Experiment? Experiment. Yeah. Experiments of kind of using the kind of, the kind of goods and I don't know, tools. And I, I, I didn't like it. So,、uh, so changing, the, changing my major to、uh, marketing, which is business, is totally different, you, you know. Then, yeah, that was so fun. Like marketing stuff, like、uh, I don't know, analyzing the business world and then human behaviors kind of thing. Like that so、uh, interested me so a lot. So,、uh, yeah, so marketing, so, you know, like changing major is,、um, yeah. Completely changed, changed my life. And then,、uh, then after graduation, then I decided to be a、like, salesperson for overseas. Like, try to introduce some like, Japanese goods, like a specialty to、uh, overseas. Then,、um, yeah, that's what I did for how many years? Like, seven and a half years for a business person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you actually studied abroad at some point. Yeah,、right? I actually so, did. Yeah. So, like, which country and 
Oh, U.S. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I, just, yeah. I didn't mention that, it. That was your question. U.S., yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Alabama in the U.S. Alabama. <laughs> so do you have uh, a, an Alabama accent? Oh, uh, yeah. How are we all doing, you know? <laughs> That's how it is? Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot the you know, exact accent. But I love to use, you know, I love to live there. The people are kind. Yeah. But like Alabama is such a closed country, you know. But for me, yeah, for my opinion. So, but I, like at that time, like many, many what, of. What do you mean by closed country? Oh, like, uh, I don't know, yeah, for my opinion, like a countryside people are like, you know, like don't try to get in touch with other other guys I mean like uh, like being friend like friend around me is a friend you know like try like, like not try to be open to you know others like uh, inter- they, at that time like uh, including me like uh, international guys are coming toward the Alabama University uh, which uh, the school I went to is uh, UNA, University of North Alabama, uh, 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 which is like invite the you know, people from international, you know. So uh, then, like, like them, there was many, there were many international guys over there. But a first time, you know, uh, living there. Uh, people who live there are not not friendly enough, you know. Like, uh, oh man, like other uh, foreigners. Oh man, just t- go away, something like that. They're not gonna mention that. They're not gonna say that. But like a behavior or attitude or something like that. I see. Yeah, I feel like that. So, did you feel not not welcome there, or? Yeah, no, I did not welcome there. I did feel. I did not feel, and I did feel. No welcome. I see. Okay, so you've kind of told me two opposing <coughs> statements mm. in the last minute. Mm. Where first I think you said people there were friendly, mm-hmm. and you were uh, oh yeah, I and, 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 you, and you loved living there. Mm-hmm. And now you say people are not friendly, and you mm-hmm. felt excluded. So, how do you reconcile these two statements? Yeah, that, but try to get. I just don't know what I'm. Keep doing that. I, what I did keep was trying to be involved to like, uh, how could I say it? like uh, when I when I was there, I could not speak English at all. It was like hearing and listening to English and just didn't understand. I just didn't understand. So I try to, st- and I just try to improve my my skill, English skill. Then try to be game and uh, try to get involved. The people living there. Then uh, try to have a conversation. Then uh, try to get in touch touch with them. Then they understood me like who I am. Then I just introduce myself who I am then they do know each other you know fully you know then 
that's gonna like I think you know I think if I give up try to get involved without any effort you know to make the studying something more it's not gonna you know it's gonna it's not gonna happen so uh, yeah okay let yeah. me try to parse this so initially there's some kind of barrier mm. some kind of distance between you as a someone who's not comfortable speaking English and the native population mm. which are maybe a, a little hesitant to welcome a foreigner mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but after you made an effort and didn't give up mm -hmm. you were able to form some actual friendships yeah. and then actual friendship yeah. probably your experience mm -hmm. change right yeah like making an effort makes good result mm -hmm. in some way Yeah, actually, they like bouldering is the same system. <laughs> By the way, yeah, <laughs> keep trying and keep practicing and making good goal. You know, yeah, that's the same thing. Not not all the bouldering thing for but for you know, like anything, right? Making effort is good thing. So um, yeah, that then I I just realized that they're they're just you know like shy, uh -huh. you know. Yeah, they don't know. They didn't know and understand how to get a relationship with the foreigners. Right. I don't know. Just that. That was my opinion. That is my opinion. Yeah. I've been uh, giving Hachi-san a hard time ever since I've been coming here, because he accepts cash, <laughs> and he accepts PayPay. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what PayPay is. How about PayPal? How about Bitcoin? How about credit card? He's like, no, oh, cash or PayPay. <laughs> so PayPay is some kind of like, I don't know, Japanese version of PayPal mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like 3,000 euros, 3,000, no, three, three million? Three million users? Yeah, users. Uh-huh. Three million users. It seems to be kind of promoted by the government yeah. in some way. By like for some bank, reason. one of the big companies like try to lead the cashless systems. It's good to have a cashless system. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of weird that it would all be controlled by... You wouldn't want one provider, uh -huh. right? It's, if, if, if all money become pay-pay... In some sense, it's convenient, but in some other sense, it's weird that this private company uh -huh. is the has the monopoly on that yeah. uh, service. I know. So a uh, big company, which is a soft bank, like the soft bank invest in invest in the like some of U.S. company. I mean, are I they? they uh, yeah, are they invested in PayPay though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they follow up support very well, and Yahoo. You know the web web browsing system in Japanese? You know, Yahoo is such a funny company because in Japan, they're still a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like they're a major thing. And, and they're not really a thing having anything to do with what they did in America, mm -hmm. which was like a kind of a, an index of websites. But in Japan, they're like an internet service provider. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even like a mobile phone provider or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, some doing that different industries. Yeah. 
So I think somehow when they opened a branch office in Japan, that branch office ended up becoming a much more viable business entity than the original American parent company ever, you know, ended up becoming. So that's kind of interesting. Hmm. Uh, Well, we're talking about money. This brings us to one of my other questions I had for you. How do you go about setting your pricing for your daily prices and your your monthly memberships? Like, where did, where did you get your? How did you model your pricing? Oh, talking about the pricing system uh, for for people who want to climb at the gym and you have they have to give you money. So, yeah, that's a really sensitive point. Um, yeah, it it was so hard to make decision to uh, set up the higher price other than other gyms, other than gyms, you know, compared to other gyms. Because, uh, you know, you know the convenience, you know, like it's just uh, less than one minute from the station. It's li- I'll show, here. I'll try to, I mean, it's literally across the street from the station. Right. Like directly it, across the street from uh-huh. the station. Yeah, actually, directly, yeah. <laughs> so I think that in like a, this convenience, is it most, okay, um, my gym is the closest, closest gym uh, from the station in Japan, <laughs> I think. Could be. Could yeah, very could be, well yeah. be. And then uh, otherwise, the... Like you said, the, like um, my gym is you know, has like like warm, like friendly. You're charging for your friendliness. Oh, ah, uh, oh, man, that's a, <laughs> is that that's, what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's a different topic, I think. How do you but, put a price on this personality? You know, <laughs> priceless. Yeah, that's a priceless. Priceless yeah. personality. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, like, you know, like for new people, new customers, it's easy to get in and get involved and get involved in session problems. Then, uh, yeah, that's how we do. And, um, you know, that's how we motivate the climbing spirit, <laughs> you know, part of the way. Then, uh, yeah, then, um, yeah, I have such experience. Uh, you know, working at the business world, and then uh, I have such experience of working at the business hotel. You know, way back, like when I was uh, eighteen or nineteen, uh, and after uh, after graduation, so uh, twenty two or something, then um, I realized that I'm so perfectly fine. You know, like like, oh, what can I say? Like um. I'm so good at supporting the people, like, and then motivating the people, then um, I have such a confidence for that. So, uh, so if people come in here for, uh, you know, as new, like, I could do, satisfy the customers perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, with my skill, with sporting skill and uh, communication skill, you know. Even in English. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome, welcome, any kinds of people. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's the, that's the reasons, you know. So, uh, I, may, I set up a little bit higher price than the others. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the other thing is, I guess, being 
as small as you are, having a higher price makes sense too, because if it was too low, maybe you'd have too many customers. And a climbing gym with too many people in it's never fun. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so we yeah, I could set up they like set the price higher. Uh no no lower. I could set the price lower, but you know yeah at the actual problem is that uh, you know my gym is so small. <laughs> so yeah. And if I set the price lower, like many people come in here and then like so get crowded so easily sometimes. Nah, I don't know. Am I the only person who who uh, complains about the price every time I come? Oh <laughs> yeah, you every time you you pay, you try to pay with the cash, man. Okay, so you you are the one who keep claiming at us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not that uh, unreasonably priced, but you know what I'm not able to do at your gym, which I can do at other gyms. Is um, get like a ten, a ten climbing session pass or something. Oh, okay. You know like that's would be ideal for me. Like uh, pass. Like yeah, like like ten times pass. Buy ten climbs, maybe for the price of nine, something like that. We have okay. We have such a thing like five five tickets. Oh, oh yes, but it's based on the full day price. Oh yeah, right. And I never climb <laughs> for, for a full day. More than I, ninety minutes. Yeah. I, so for me, it'd be like a ten night, a ten ninety minute session oh. thing. I I, th- I find that with bouldering, you get people and they will come and spend three hours or more. Yeah. Like I don't understand, but for me, I I I come in and I don't take very many breaks, so I can just go, go, go for an hour and then move on with my life and do something else. How, how, how long does your average customer climb for when they come? I shouldn't say in climb here, for, but how much time do they spend in your space? Yeah, in here, uh, but I try to, uh, uh, yeah, I analyze it and then I sum, summed up, summed up the, uh, the countings and then it says the, I'm not sure, but sixty percent. Uh, no, forty percent for forty uh, percent for a full day, like more than two hours, three hours. Then and the other percent is at uh, ninety minutes. Uh-huh. Actually, ninety minutes for then uh, kind of many people using it. Then um, in the average, the customer is in here like more than two hours, more than three hours, because uh, people <laughs> people are chatting and then. Uh, no, while they're resting, right. take a re- take a rest. So uh, they just uh, not for climbing. Having fun, yeah, social, you know, social time, yeah. and having having time to uh, like chat and. Uh, I like, think me being a non-native speaker uh, makes me less likely to be a socialite mm-hmm. at a Japanese climbing gym. Um. But you're one of us, and then you know you see just one guy just start to talk to you, and then and he said like, "Oh man, we we already friends." <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, our style. I mean, climbers are just generally nice everywhere in the world. They, mm-hmm. you know, you might think if you're like, "Oh, I've never climbed before," maybe I might want to try climbing 
oh, I don't want to go to this gym because I'm a newbie. Everyone else there is so strong. They're so good. Right. They're going to look down on me. Mm-hmm. That's not how it is uh, with climbing. I don't, I don't find climbers to be very judgmental. Mm-hmm. They're not like, oh, that guy sucks. Instead, they're like try to give encouragement how that guy can get better, how that person could get stronger. So, and I think maybe it's because more than anything, climbing is a, um, you're normally competing against yourself, mm-hmm. not so much against mm-hmm. other people. Exactly. And when you are kind of cl- competing with other people, it's still kind of, as you were saying, when you first started or when you first opened the gym, it's a, it's a motivating competition. Oh, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to do that problem, but I saw them do it. So if they can do it, certainly I can do it too. And you know, maybe if I try a little bit harder or maybe if I rest a couple of days and come mm-hmm. back and try it again, I'll be able mm-hmm. to clear that problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's maybe different than tennis where if you are playing for one school and you had an opponent who was playing for a different school that you might look down on each other. One last question I wanted to ask, uh, okay, if we have time, is you mentioned you had a background in marketing. Has that okay? Has that affected your ability to promote your gym at all? Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, um, analyzing the behaviors of the customers and then and what they really need, then try to focus on that. Then um, and then. I'm trying to get changed every single day, like uh, according to the opinions, customers' opinions. Then, um, then people are uh, regulars are getting increased, and then um, yeah, people uh, regulars love to come here and then you know have fun. Yeah, I think my marketing it goes it works works out works out. My my dream is uh, going to like spread like Travis style to uh, like second third areas, but uh, I don't know, like according no, like under this circumstance I'm not sure yet. Then um, yeah, just in like a, I try to keep then my my own marketing, yeah, you know, from yeah from from now on and keep doing that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Hachi-san, for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please be sure to share with your friends who climb. Yeah. Hit like, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Help us to grow the show a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Hachi-san. thank you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, we air, can't touch. We cannot. Air good touch. Air fist bump. Yeah, fist bump. Corona style 2020.